This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey everybody, it is the Bowtie Guy. We are here for another show. Sorry it's a little bit late, but we're on Hawaii time. So that means you get the show just a little bit late. It is going to come out on the right day, but we are recording it right now uh, about noon on Tuesday, Hawaii time, which means it's about 3 o'clock normal, so we're, we're, uh, we're, we're about 6 uh, to 8 hours behind schedule here, and I apologize for that, but uh, it is what it is, as they say. We are your place to take messages, turn them into messages, and we're going to try to do that for you today. Uh, a couple of things to get out of the way. First of all, I want to uh, use or tell you what our word of the week is and tell you that you get 10 bonus points for using the word of the week in a sentence. And our word of the week this week is a fun old word, which is nigh. Uh, and I, are you familiar with that word? Well, let me tell me who our guest is here first. This beautiful Bev uh, is here. Are, are you familiar with that one, Bev? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. And also in Bill Nye, the science guy. A little bit different. <laughs> Another guy with a bow tie. Um, but uh, nigh means almost. You know, it's uh, about to happen or it's almost there or something like that. So... Um, this show was nigh on time. It was almost there. <laughs> it was about to be, but it didn't really happen. Uh, so if you can use that word in your sentences this week, go ahead and do that. I was really impressed. I heard uh, we got milk toast given to us a couple weeks ago by a listener, and I was watching TV and someone used milk toast, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, so uh, I gave them bonus points on TV. It was fantastic. Uh, but anyhow, if you can use that in the sentence this week, give yourself 10 bonus points. Uh, please make sure you follow us on all the social media. You know all that business. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple iPod uh, podcasts or whatever they call them. And do all the, the normal stuff with the show. Uh, we want all that stuff to happen. And if you want to get really involved and become a donor for the show and sponsor us financially, we do that through Patreon. You can go to MessItUpPodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and you too can help financially support our show. You might hear that uh, there's noise in the background. That's an air conditioner because we are on our last day of a visit at our daughter's house in Hawaii. She's sending us home tomorrow. Not because she hates us or anything. It's just we've been here for two weeks. We brought Grandpa out for his first visit to Hawaii at 94 years old. Uh, but uh, that's what the extra noise is. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff, though, without our support uh, from our, our, our listeners. And that doesn't mean that you're paying for us to go to Hawaii. What that means is you're paying for us to be able to do the ministry that Messed Up Ministries does by going into prisons and serving the um, inmates in prison, helping to pay for missionaries to drive, get gas money, pay for books, materials, paper, folders, pencils, all that stuff that needs to go into the prison to make our prison ministries work. So thank you so much. For as little as a dollar a month, you can make a huge difference. That doesn't mean you can, you know, need to limit it to a dollar, but one dollar a month is uh, is enough to make a difference. Twenty-five dollars a month is enough to really move the needle a lot. Uh, that buys a lot of Bibles. So um, all those Patreon donations and contributions are tax deductible. And if you join at our twenty-five dollar level, you also get included in our book read, uh, where we get to have a, a book club with all the other. Uh, what we call power washer level members and discuss some books that we're uh, going to be reading. So check that out on our Patreon page. I think that's all I have for the upfront stuff, Bev. So let's go ahead and just jump in 
This is not the show I planned on doing today. The show I planned on doing today was going to be a show where we uh, celebrated some really good news uh, that we got on Friday. Um, you guys have heard Pastor Dan on the show, and we just heard last week, we heard uh, his wife Faith on the show. And on Friday, I got a phone call from them, actually a FaceTime call, said that they got a liver uh, on liver transplant list, which was so very, very exciting. Uh, they went in on Saturday morning to start doing the tests and the screening and all that stuff to get the liver transplant happening on Saturday this last weekend. And when they went in, uh, Dan's, uh, some of his, his results came back and they said that um, he had COVID, which he had already had. He's been vaccinated. We know he didn't have it, but um, the problem with a, an, uh, an organ transplant is that it cuts off your immune suppression system. We, they have to cut all that off so that you don't reject the organ. So there'd be no way that Dan would be able to fight it if indeed it was a freak correct test. And they didn't want to test again because then they didn't know which test result would be right. So his procedure was canceled. And I went to bed Friday night so, so hopeful and woke up to that news on Saturday morning here in Hawaii, and it was just a gut punch. Uh, and I know as much as it was for me, for them, it was even more so. It just seems so cruel and unfair and unkind and just, I didn't know how to process it. I, I just didn't have a lot of words. And I knew, you know, one thing that I don't want in a time of need is a bunch of platitudes. Um, and telling me stuff that I know, like, you know, yeah, God's got a plan. God's got a, I, I know all that, but I, I don't want to hear all that when I get gut punched. I, and, and so I just thought we would talk a little bit about spiritual gut punches and how we get through them because they're going to happen. And this won't be the last one for Dan and his family. It won't be the last one that I experienced. And, and I'm sure you're going through your own gut punches uh, in life as well. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that. Uh, Bev, what, what happens to you? What's your initial reaction when something like this happens, when you get that emotional, spiritual gut punch? I have to confess, I am not good with those kinds of things. Um, unfortunately, my heart is so tied to those kinds of things that it hurts me emotionally. And usually uh, it can spin me out in uh, wanting to be uh, solitary Mm -hmm. uh, it can cause me to want to just pull away from everybody and my sadness can lead me to depression if I'm yeah. not careful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I go through that range of emotions that we typically go through with some denial and some shock and some anger and, and eventual acceptance. But, but yeah, I'm very susceptible to, to slip into um, a word that I learned from you, Bev, that I just love, deserve ship. Like... Um, I, I wanted to just bury my feelings under, uh, you know, a, a 12 pack of soda, um, on Saturday and just eat mochi and, and just try to deny that any of it was happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I remember, you know, some gut punches that I've had in the future or in the past, in the future, I don't remember the ones I've had in the future, um, <laughs> Neither do I. but the ones in the past there's a difference to me between self-inflicted gut punches, uh, like going to prison, going mm -hmm. to jail. That was mm -hmm. self-inflicted. It was a gut punch. It felt bad, but I knew I'd brought it on myself. And 
um, the ones that are not, where you're just a bystander or um, under the you know influence of somebody else's wreck. Uh, those really hurt more to me. I, I'm able to move through the self-inflicted pain a little bit better. Although sometimes I will beat myself up. There was, there was one self-inflicted. When I was inside, I made myself a pillow out of a pair of boxers and some toilet paper. And my pillow got discovered by the guards in a shakedown that we had for, you know, somebody else had something and so they tear everyone's cells apart. So my, my contraband got found and I got punished and um, I was given two extra weeks on my sentence, which didn't seem like much. It doesn't seem like much now. It's just, ah, oh, it's two weeks. But when you're looking to go home, it's like, oh, now I'm not. And one thing that's really important to me is my birthday. And I knew that I was going home before my birthday, but this was making it so now it was February 19th instead of February 22nd, my birthday. I was going home on the 19th and I was like, okay, can't make any more mistakes. And that felt like, oh, is this ever going to end? And then I got out and shortly after I got out, somebody made a false accusation about me being somewhere and I wound up having my probation violated and taken back inside. And that one was a real gut punch because like I was doing everything I was supposed to do. I was doing it in the right way. I was following all of the rules and still I was being punished for something I didn't do. And that felt like, when will this end? And I have to imagine that that's the way it has to feel for Dan. And I know right now Dan is in a, a, a hot tub or a bathtub in Portland <laughs> listening to this at some point. Hi, Dan. Uh, we're praying for you, buddy. Um, but... I know that, that that feeling, that's what overwhelms me when it's not something that I've done, when it's not my fault or doing, then I just feel so helpless to do anything about it. And I, I get into those feelings like, when will this ever end? Uh, you know, Am I cursed? Those kind of things. And once that starts, that could be a slippery, slippery slope. I, I'm sure that... Uh... <laughs> I figured that you were gonna ask me what what was a gut punch for me. So um, you're smiling, and I'm not I was really just looking, sure if I'm reading well, you right. I was just Bev and I were sitting in the, in the bedroom in, in our daughter's house, and she was just look, sitting down, looking and listening to me. And I thought to myself, you know, my mental clock went off. Paul, you've been talking too much. It's time to let Bev talk. Yeah. And so I stopped, but I didn't give her a good segue. No, I apologize. That's okay. Um, well, you're apologizing to your listeners, not to me. So <laughs> no, I'm apologizing to you. Um, you know, I think that the obvious gut punches for me were the ones that you just stated because at that point, whatever you were going through, I was going through too. And, and you had no control over those. I didn't. I didn't. And I didn't really get it right until later in life. And actually, when I started walking in recovery and I began to realize that, that you know, those first couple of steps tell us that we're not in control. So and hard to we, learn. Yeah, it is. And I... I will never be able to say, I don't think, that I've conquered that, that I've learned that lesson completely because I keep having to go back to it all the time as life throws me different circumstances and things. But I will say that another really um, devastating gut punch was uh, when our, our daughter, our, our middle child there, that, well, we have two middle children, the oldest of the middles. Our oldest daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was so excited after she had her two boys and she was uh, found out she was expecting again and they really, really wanted a girl 
um, in the most exciting way. But uh, not too long into her pregnancy, uh, they didn't find a heartbeat. And so she ended up uh, needing to deliver that baby. And so we went there to the hospital with her and just waited and waited and waited. And it was hard to watch her uh, going through that. And then we got to see the little baby and hold the baby. And although we couldn't tell the gender of the baby, uh, we just decided to say that it was our girl. Um, named her April Joy and uh, went through all of that. And then it wasn't too many months after that, she found out she's pregnant again and then lost that baby again. So those were rocky days and hard days and nobody expects that. Right. You know? And when it's really personal, right, that, like that, I mean, even now I can hardly talk about it without it gut punching me. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that was tough. Yeah, it is. And it's hard to to find the peace. And, you know, you mentioned that, that Kristen named her April Joy because you yeah. know, she was delivered in April. And, and the joy that we had for the short little time, even though she was never out here with us, uh, the joy that that brings. And, and it kind of, you know, I, I don't talk to my guests before the show about things. But the song that I have for our song of the week this week is, is by a guy named Dante Bow, and the song is called Joyful. And I just thought this would be a good one to go with this to remind us that we need to be joyful. And I don't want to talk about it before the song, so I'm just going to give you 90 seconds of Dante Bow with Joyful, and we'll be back on the other side to talk about it and talk about how we get through these gut punches. So here you go. Here's 90 seconds of Joyful. Joyful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said I woke up to the summer shining through Calling on my friends asking what's the move Feeling a little different, I'm on something new Today, today I ain't gonna let no clouds get in my way The only road I'm walking is the one I picked Catch me sitting in the sun, no time for shade Today, today Ooh. This is the day that the Lord has made and I ain't gonna let it slip away. I'm gonna be joyful. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. Today, I'm gonna be joyful. Ooh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, gonna be joyful. I got the feeling that you get when you get new kicks. Bell ringing on the last day of singing, yeah. High-fiving everybody, but we out of here. Today, today. So fast, life comes and goes. Make it last, best slow your road. They don't take it as a choice, but you got to know that today's the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And my ankle Hi everybody, we're back. Uh, that was the song Joyful by Dante Bow. You know, my my thoughts about that song are pretty simple, really. Uh, and that is, joy for me is hard. It really is. As much as I'm a happy person, the deep joy uh, in my heart is hard for me to find at times. I think as I get older, uh, it, I just really have to make that choice. And when I read the lyrics to the song and I, I uh, saw this is the day that the Lord has made, 
ooh, and I ain't going to let it slip away. I think probably every day of my life, and especially right now as I've got my dad here and realizing that the end of his life may be pretty close uh, and getting to see our grandsons here that we don't get to see very often. There's a whole sea of emotions that I'm going through right now. And I just have to say every day, I'm not going to let this day slip away. I'm going to let the Lord remind me of the fact that this is a gift, um, that every second that I have is just one more opportunity for the Lord to say to me, get out there, Bev, and, and do your work. And the work, your work is my work. Um, and I need to make sure that each second counts, that I'm not just um, wasting it away, thinking about me and how sad I can be, but knowing that I have a job to do and that there's purpose behind that. If my heart is still beating, then, then God's not done with me yet. So that's just my simple thought on this song. Yeah, and me, I just, when the first time I heard it, I was just like, man, this is a bouncy song. You know, mm -hmm. it makes you not want to drive next to me because I'm going to be dancing <laughs> with the steering wheel. But the, the lyric that, that jumps out to me is, catch me sitting in the sun, no time for shade. Mm. And that that's what I need to be looking for is I need to be looking for the sun and not to deny that there's that there's times where there's shade or where there's nighttime and where the sun isn't out there in full blast but just to know that that the sun is somewhere I always think when we're flying you know you get above all the clouds take off on a rainy day and it's like oh there's no sun today you take off get above the clouds like oh yeah there's sun everywhere there's just clouds trying to block it out the the, the clouds block out the sun but they don't cancel the sun and even when the earth spins around, the sun's shining on the other side and it comes back. And, and it's not permanent night. I think that what you just said probably also has spiritual connotation. That I like we, to think so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, why are we doing this, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the uh, spiritual clouds can, mm. can come over and block the sun so in. Yeah, and it, um, sometimes it leaves us in the dark, and we forget that God is right there. The the difference is God isn't separated from us by right, and we're not separated from right. Him. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that He walks on both sides of that yeah. cloud and is right there with us. So, so it's easy to identify a gut punch. You know, it, I think everybody can probably go to one really quickly in their life. Mm -hmm. What about getting out of it? That's, I think, you know, it's not important to know how to get hurt. It's important to know how to get healed. And so how do you personally, how do we collectively move through the gut punch? I am trying to cling to the Bible. I'm trying to learn to make it my first line of defense. I know... Uh, at our church for the last month or so, we've been talking about spiritual warfare and how we need to fight off those things that are exactly that, those mm -hmm. spiritual, uh, well, those gut punches, those attacks. And what I'm realizing is God's word is just filled with words to fight that back. Uh, the other thing is community, you know, making sure that I stay connected I uh, have been two weeks now where we've been here on the big island and 
the people that I usually talk to at home are a lot of miles away. And I can talk to them on the phone, but it's not quite the same as being there. Yeah. And I haven't picked my phone up and called them and said, I'm struggling because I am struggling here. It's hard. You know, you talk about it not being the same, you know, that personal connection. And I was talking to our daughter and I said, you know, I really am going to miss Lucas when we leave. Mm -hmm. You know, he's six and a half years old. And several times a day we'll go and they have a, a, a fenceless yard so we can run around from the front to the back and go in circles and, you know, just act a fool. And we do uh, several times a day. Yes, they do. And so I, I and his laugh is just so magical. I will do it every single time he asks. Uh, and I said, you know, we can still keep in touch because Heather said, yeah, Luke is going to be sad when you leave. And I said, well, we can keep in touch with Facebook. He said, yeah, but it's not the same as running around or me picking him up and throwing him on the bed and, you know, those kind of things. And, and you know, nobody else roughhouses with Luke the way I do. And and sometimes, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, all the times, when I'm, when I'm down, the thing I need most is the hug. I need yes. the, the human contact. Yes. And just to hear a person breathing, they don't have to say anything. I know they won't have the words. I know they won't. Uh, and I always try to find the words. When I was on the phone with Faith on Saturday morning, she's sitting there in the hospital room with Dan, and we're talking, and I'm trying desperately to find the words, and and they're not there. And I'm not even going to apologize, Dan, uh, for not having those words. I, you know, they're just there weren't words, and and all we could do is just listen to each other breathe, or maybe feel each other cry, and know that that we're in it together. But. For me, it's that matter of looking, reminding myself that the dawn comes after the night. Yes. And then after the daytime, the night comes back again. And it's, it, it goes in these cycles. And not all the good feelings and emotions will last forever. And we won't stay on those highs. And the bad won't be as intense either. We, we move through. And God has given us a resiliency and an ability to heal our emotion that we need to do and we just you know we you don't want to have to you know find out too late uh you were showing me a a thing or we were listening to uh my my father-in-law's church and the pastor talked about going on a vacation down to florida and they were going to go out on a boat and they drove for three hours to get to this boat and when they got there they couldn't go on the, the trip because the boat was broken down and the lady apologized and the pastor said hey I would rather find out now that the broke is, boat is broken down before I get on it than out in the middle of you know the Gulf of Mexico and find out, hey, the boat is broken and we don't have any parts. You know, So it's important to have those parts, to have those tools ready for when the bad times come, because they will come. Uh, during Christmas time, Bev and I always do a lesson that CR that we call our toolbox lesson. We go through different things in a toolbox. And I, I think I've even done a spiritual toolbox um, show. I don't know. It's it's hard to keep track of them because there's been shows and I, I have a tendency of forgetting them as soon as I do them. Um, but, uh, you know, having that toolbox for me is important. And and I know for you, you've got one. What are some things that you, you talked about your Bible? What are some other tools that you use to pull yourself through these gut punches? You know, that... Uh... 
I'm one of those kind of people that kind of fly by the seat of my pants sometimes and I don't keep track. I don't remember Lukey what Lukey and I like to call that toots. Yes, you do. Yeah. And I know a lot of times you pick him up and fly him by the seat of his pants onto the bed. Yes, Where yes. he gets to be Superman. Um, oh, shoot. I Sorry. Just, I, I just trampled on it. No, well, that's okay. Some, I'll let you think. One of the things that I do as soon as that gut punch happens, sometimes I just need to collect myself. I need to... And people will sometimes see me when I've been sitting for too long. When I stand up, I have to just get my balance, take a breath, get oxygen in my lungs, and, and find out where equilibrium is. And emotionally, sometimes I need to do that. I just need to take a pause and collect my thoughts, assess the situation, what happened, what what is coming next. Is there more? Uh, is this the end of it? What do I do? And, and, and it can be disorienting. Um, but to find some sort of balance and touchstone and, and get myself centered is important before I do anything else. Well, in my toolbox, there's several things. One of them is, and you may think this is so silly, but it's cleaning. When I can throw myself into a cleaning or organizing project, that helps me to work out my anxiety uh, so then I can be calm and I feel like I accomplished something and it gets my head straight. Uh, one of the other ones is, and you know this is true, Paul, that is, you know, if I'm down, you'll pull out your phone and show me pictures of our grandkids. Yes. You'll just flick through them and it, it just instantly lights my life up. It's Something so about chubby cheeks smiling yeah, at you with well, spit bubbles. Is... You know, we got a lot of other grandkids that are not chubby, but... Uh, well, know, I, I like to go to the newest ones yeah. that are so chubby and fluffy. <laughs> That's true. Um, laughter is a wonderful thing. You know, it really helps. Another thing for me is rest. Uh, it, when I'm feeling down, I know I'm tired. Yeah. And uh, I've just let things beat me up and I just need to rest. Whether that's sitting down and, you know, watching a, a calm movie or uh, just resting, not doing anything. Sometimes reading a book, uh, listening to music. Um, I, another thing for me is I... Love it that I have a godly husband who will wrap his arms around me and say, "It is going to be okay," and I have that assurance uh, that that things will be better, and that I need to see things through the eyes of somebody else who has a little more hope than I have at that time. And sometimes I just can't latch into it, yeah. you know. And I I apologize for my state of mind today. It's it's not ever easy for me to go home uh, after being here with family and uh, I'm thinking about my dad and realizing that you know he, he this is his one and only probably last big trip and I don't say that in a morbid way I say that in a, a thankful way that he got to spend this time with family because this family he has not seen in a lot of years because they've been so isolated but um, I don't know. Family is super important to me. Yeah. So being in contact with family is always good. Yeah, having that phone list and 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 some people, you know, some listeners don't have family that they can can lean no. on, and that's why it's so important to have that forever family that you know you just know that they're going to answer the phone when it rings. You know they're going to answer the door when you knock, and and having those people that you can share with and just. Like I say, just listen to each other breathe. Um, and if, if somebody calls you and they're 
they're hurting don't feel like you have to have words you know because there aren't words when somebody loses a loved one when when something tragic happens there's no words that are going to fix that you're not going to have something magical that you could say because if it was there someone would have written it down and everyone would be saying it you know we know the gimmies happy birthday happy anniversary merry christmas those are easy but in times of trouble words just aren't going to be enough but but community is going to be it sure is Uh, My last one, and probably the most important one, as you can tell, there's a lot of lessons I'm learning later in life, is the fact that uh, prayer, my prayers need to be honest to God. I spent many, many years saying what I thought God wanted to hear from me because it sounded like I was good and I was connected with Him and I was walking in His way and all that and now I'm just learning uh, trying to learn that when I'm broken hearted just say that God I am broken hearted I I don't have answers I don't know why I feel this way I don't know what is going to come from this or why it is that I'm experiencing this experiencing this sadness um, this emotional upheaval but I do know that you have answers and when you're ready you'll let me know yeah so, not trying to hide behind it yeah and and when you talk about that idea um of of that we'll, we'll be using that as a song of the week uh, coming up here that's just a little tease um uh, i heard about a song about you know falling apart uh, so that'll be in a couple of weeks we'll be doing that but yeah don't do it alone i mean that's always the message and and the message out of this mess with getting the gut punch is that you know we still have what we have yes and it's you know trying to find the rays of hope trying to find the silver linings don't try to make it great don't try to make it you know awesome or okay just try to make it livable um when you were talking about uh listening to my dad's uh church back home in nashville and with the pastor there said something very interesting that i have really not thought about in a long time and that is he said the Christian life, uh, if you're if you're a Christian, if you're celebrating your relationship with Jesus, um, is not promised to be all wonderful. You mm-hmm. know, you may accept Christ into your heart, and uh, the next week you may lose your job, your house may burn, you, you might lose a child to illness. You, you know, just a myriad of things that are not what we consider to be good. Um, but God doesn't promise us that. What he does promise us is that he will be with us and that he will use all of that for good. So combining that thought with uh, a podcast that I was listening to this last week, they were saying, don't be ashamed to admit that we are working for a prize. You know, sometimes when that's the only hope that we have to hold on to, yes, the fact that we're redeemed and that we're going to live forever uh, in heaven uh, and be there with God. But in addition to that is when something's going wrong, we can take a beating if we know there's an end to it. Mm-hmm. And so the end yes. to it is going to be the prize. And not to diminish that in our life, because life is hard, you know, but God wins. He does. So sometimes we just have to keep our eye on the prize. Yes. And that is very, very 
uh, I think good way to, to wrap this up um, that you know we we know the end of the story and so we just need to count on those blessings as they come well thank you so much for doing this Bev uh, thank you listeners for having the patience to wait for a few hours uh, to get this next week we should be on time again because we'll be back in uh, sunny hot Southern California <laughs> hopefully it's cooler where you are uh, I know that this has been a very intense summer uh, and uh, I hope that the, that heating trend snaps soon uh, but uh, before you uh, before you go on with the rest of your life make sure you join us on our social media share the show with your friends tell people about it get them to listen and uh, give us a rating and a review wherever you're listening to it and think about becoming a Patreon member on our Patreon uh, accounts. You get access to our Discord account, so you can chat with other Patreon members. And if you're one of those $25 power washers, you can join our book club. So um, we just really appreciate all that you do. Mahalo and aloha from Hawaii. We'll see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.